0: And most people like see on TikTok, you're always dancing. Do I have to dance? Ty, do you have to dance on TikTok?
1: Absolutely <laughs> not. I am not a dancer. I could never dance. And you know, it's funny because now... I think you will be right. surprised um, what TikTok brings out of you because not that I'm dancing or anything like that, but um, I did start doing a little bit more of like funnier videos with the whole TikTok series thing. Um, now I, I, you know, I started doing a little bit more of like teaching people like I said, teaching people, like, how the app works, so even for me, like, that's the approach I'm taking, because I was doing, like, tutorials, like, editing tutorials, like, how to do these crazy effects, when in reality, what my, like, audience is, is, like, people that are, that have no idea how to use TikTok, you know, like, the girl, the people that I'm coaching that were not on TikTok, they, they, they didn't even have TikTok accounts when they started working with me,
0: Hello everyone, this is Tracy, and I am your host on the Visible at Work podcast. Subscribe to hear a weekly dose of actionable insights from me with my decade experience working with multicultural teams across Europe, the Middle East, Africa, and North America. You will also hear down-to-earth interviews with culturally diverse people who have succeeded to remain visible at work, irrespective of adjusting to different countries, work cultures, and people. You don't want to miss this. Hi everyone, you're welcome to another episode of Visible at Work podcast, where we bring you great guests and we talk about people who have moved countries and how their different cultures influence their work. Today I have a special guest like I always do, and she goes by the name of Ty, you can't call her Ty, and she's originally from Mexico, but right now she lives in San Diego, California. Ty is gonna tell us more about how she moved um, and shuttled between Mexico and California, um, understanding different language and culture, and then also working in the US and now teaching people how to build a digital footprint on TikTok. Yes, I said it, TikTok. (laughs) And she's also known as the Siri of TikTok. Um, Ty's story is so interesting because she is native speaking, uh, Spanish speaking, and then she also influences fun and um, lifestyle and so many things into how she builds her content. So I know a lot of people talk about LinkedIn for professional use, um, but I'm here to break that mentality. There, There is no one way to get your audience heard or to get your professional expertise heard. And that's why I'm bringing Ty today to talk about TikTok. So Taya, welcome to the Visible at Work podcast. So happy to have you here.
1: (laughs) Hi Tracy, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Um, This is my first podcast appearance, so I'm just ready to spill my my
0: knowledge. (laughs) Thank you, thank you so much. And it's so funny that this is your first podcast. um guest you being a guest on the show and also this is our last guest episode for season one how cool is that
1: (laughs) that's amazing it just worked out perfectly I think and um I just wanted to quickly thank you for the opportunity because I know um you know when I saw your podcast and I saw what you with the topics and what you talked about I immediately Um, you know, TikTok came to mind and I I know we're going to dive into that, but um, I just think it's going to be perfect for the, for your audience to know a little bit more about how they can get into it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, So before we get into the the meat of uh, TikTok, tell us a little bit about your story uh, moving from Mexico to California and you moved about three more times and also getting into fashion, um, product development. Please tell us all about that and all your travels because of work. <laughs>
1: yes, it sounds crazy because it is a little bit crazy. Um, so I was born in Mexico, um, in León, Mexico, and, you know, ever since I can remember, like I, I, I did, I think maybe kindergarten um, over there in Mexico. And then very early on, my parents decided to move to um, San Diego, California. They found through common, through mutual friends, they found San Diego. So um, we came the first time here when I was about, I think first grade. Um, so yeah. we stayed, you know, two years. And then it was just hard for them, especially for my mom. Um, my dad does speak English, but my mom didn't at the time. Uh. So I think that's what she found the hardest, um, other than, you know, the the language being a huge barrier for her. And then, loneliness right so she yeah. missed her family she was completely alone with the, the two kids managing the school system on her own because my dad was you know looking for work and going out every day and, and working so she was basically he left alone to mend for herself in a country where she didn't even know the language right um so I think that was really tough for her and we ended up going back after just two years um to back to Leon and then um you know, once they got back there, we would, we, I would spend another two years there um, and then they would move back. So yeah. it's just like that juggling, right? So yeah. I don't think it was a lot like to do with like the grass is always greener on the other side, but you know, more, more of them just realizing that there's not much opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. There wasn't, you know, for them at the time in Mexico uh, to grow, you know, professionally, even like to find work, if I'm yeah. being honest, you know, it was really tough. So they would make, you know, the commitment to come back. But then those same patterns would, would um, arise. And yeah. it, it was literally just a, a game of ping pong at that point. Yeah. With, with I, that.
0: I, I, tol- I totally understand, Ty. And, you know, speaking, just being open and sharing your story, um, your background, I think it mm-hmm. speaks a lot to a lot of immigrants. They can really understand um, that struggle, that initial struggle, and maybe for geographical reasons, they might not be able to go back as often, right. mm-hmm. but those same feelings of um, loneliness, adapting, adjusting, it takes a lot. And you seeing that play out in your family. And I, I like how you know your professional work, getting into fashion design, getting into production um, for a clothing company, one of the things that really made you stand out was because you were bilingual. Mm -hmm. This is the thing we talk talk about a lot of immigrants that um, maybe have an accent and people say, oh, you pronounce words differently, but looking at Mm -hmm. it as a strength because you get to speak so many other languages that um, an average person would only be content with speaking English. So Mm -hmm. um, tell us about that time, how because you were Spanish speaking, you were able to get that job yeah absolutely. Yeah. that's a
1: thousand percent um what happened so um you know after I, I decided to stay here after high school and go to pursue fashion um because I, and honestly I'll be open like I couldn't get to a university here because I had studied back and forth in Mexico so many times I did not have those same um you know the same path as someone that's been here for four years of high school yeah. that um knows the grading system you know everything's confusing so I went ended up going to a private Private fashion school um, called Fashion Institute of Merchandise and Design. They have um, schools here in San Diego, but they're mainly based in LA. Um, and, you know, fashion has always Kind of been interested, I've been interested in that. So it wasn't like I was forced, you know, I was really excited to go. Um, so I decided to go into product development. Um, it's only two years. So it's an associate's uh, degree. And um, yeah, so I went and I did my, my schooling. And my very first job out of school was a a uh, product development assistant. And it was for a Mexican company here in San Diego after I, I, I did have to move to LA. Um, but I decided I that LA is just not the place for me. I, I couldn't imagine myself living in LA, the, the expenses, um, just the, the the pace of things, the, the traffic, everything. Um, and I do believe the opportunity was mainly there, you know, like yeah. there's a million companies in LA that I could have you know, probably worked for, but I found the one here in San Diego, Mexican Mexican company. And like you said, um they, as soon as they read my last name, which is Gonzales, they knew that I would be a great fit for them just because I knew I was a native Spanish speaker um, and I could connect to them, not only with the language, but culturally as well. Yeah. So that was very important for them too, to find someone that could, roll with things the way us Mexicans would like to roll with things basically yeah yeah
0: yeah. so there's definitely um there's definitely a method to that because you see sometimes where bias plays a role in your name and you're not being called for an interview but in this case your name got you that opportunity and how you now got into fashion and really using your culture and bridging the gap in your career. Um, so that job afforded you an opportunity to travel to Hong Kong, to China on several business trips. And now it's funny how with uh, e-commerce, there are lots of stores springing out, doing product development, going, getting fabrics, you know, making things mm-hmm. and just shipping out. So there's definitely a supply chain there. Um, but really tell us how those business trips really influence your understanding of different cultures and now on how you're able to um, build that for yourself in terms of uh, building a digital footprint and work and what you're doing now.
1: Yeah, totally. And um, just to kind of like touch on this as well with the whole um, Spanish speaking, like uh, me speaking Spanish, me connecting with the culture. um, And I I do wanna say like, take that to your advantage as much as you can, because where I'm from in León, Mexico, uh, funny enough, they're the hub of leather. So they, we would outsource a lot of, you know, if you need any leather products for shoes or bags or any of that. Um, so they knew kind of like where I was from, was a hub of, of, um, leather and sourcing that kind of product. So they immediately, they knew that I could have that connection. So all I wanted to say is like, you know me take I took fully advantage of that and even though I didn't like work in product development in Mexico I knew that I could be that link for them if they needed to
0: yeah Um, yeah.
1: so that's definitely something to keep in mind but going back to like the travels I did get to go to an um, I would go to Hong Kong China to source like you said like fabrics and I was an assistant so I got to learn a lot like I we I barely got to see the city um because you know it was as as (laughs) as soon as we touched down it was um we would touch down and then we would go to the office which is a product development sourcing office we worked with a company that would do um full product development, so they would we would send them sketch or tech packs which you know um, are just designs on the computer and then they would take it from sketch to full product so everything in between we would see and everything for that season so it could be um thousands of pieces because this wasn't like a fashion collection this was like a full-on um commercial kind of like if you yeah. think about like a Postle or you know that kind of clothing brand like Abercrombie and Fitch like they have sure. polos they have um t-shirts so all of that range we would see in three days maybe like Whoa. so the full yeah the full collection that's why we would travel there so it would be faster instead of going back and forth through email mm-hmm. and spending two months doing that and seeing the samples and touching the fabric and approving we would just fly out there and get that done in three days. So you can just imagine like the full immersion of work, right? So they would kind of teach me as I, as we went. So it wasn't like they expected me to know everything. They just expected me to show up, you know, um, bring my full attention to what we were doing, take notes, pay attention and just be like a full support
0: Yes. Yeah, so you did it you, while you were working, you were learning a lot. Now bringing, mm-hmm. let's tie that into um, TikTok. And of mm-hmm. course, motherhood changed. You have two kids. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> and then you took that break and you started like a, a mommy hack account, mm-hmm. doing a lot of showing videos, like how you do stuff at home. And you got to join the TikTok's Creative Learning Fund as a TikTok partner. And that's what we're going to talk about here because the focus of the program was to create 15 second educational videos. Mm -hmm. And when I usually talk about um, building a a personal brand or making a digital footprint uh, in terms of your professional brand, there's a place for LinkedIn. Uh, And I also know that people get nervous and scared, especially when they have past bosses and friends mm-hmm. and past coworkers on LinkedIn, and they're too scared to put themselves out there and say stuff, mm-hmm. um, even about work, um, about mm-hmm. their expertise. But TikTok seems like a very easy place to share your knowledge and not just for sharing knowledge, but also for uh, coming up better in search. So on search engine optimization, you can use TikTok to your advantage. And that's why I brought Ty here. I don't have all the deets about TikTok, but <laughs> Ty does. She's going to tell us today how you can do that. So Ty, let's jump right into that.
1: Yeah. So um, fast forward, I have two kids now. So with my second pregnancy, I felt very stuck, you know, going from a crazy like work environment with gaps in between. But, you know, I've always been pretty much a workhorse in that sense, um, i knew that i wanted to do something online right because once you have the kids you know that you're pretty much tied and you need i i've always had it in the back of my head that um well if if i learned something from my product development experiences that you need to move fast and you need to act now before the the time flies by and before the opportunity leaves the leaves you you need to act so i decided to take that Kind of like calling or inspiration and go online. Um, And at the time, TikTok was something that this was before quarantine. So I say at the time, but it wasn't long ago. It was just like, you know, (laughs) six months ago.
0: The Um, world as we knew it.
1: (laughs) The world as we knew it. Before um, quarantine happened, um, literally just my five years. literally just my five-year-old son um was using it to watch like videos right and making like fun dancing TikToks so I I just I got it as a way to monitor him and keep track because I didn't know what it was and I ended up like watching a couple videos and I was like this is really funny you know and um I I started like listening to the audios and the songs and i was like you know i can relate to a lot of these things so i decided to make an account and just kind of like started putting mom um mom related like whether they be funny or you know kind of helpful things um on TikTok. so 15 seconds 15 to 20 seconds is like was kind of the norm um now i think it's like you can do 60 up to 60 seconds um but I kind of always knew that, that that was a sweet spot from 15 to 20, because, um, you know, attention spam. <laughs> yeah. So I started just doing that. And then the I think when I hit um, 50 to 60 videos, um, I started getting more comfortable with sharing actual mommy hacks. So I kind of scratched anything else that I was doing. And I focused on, you know, having a newborn, it's, it's super easy to choose things to share. It's anything, diapering, diaper, cra- diaper rash creams, um, you know, bibs, bottles. So everything that I was using, I was just doing a little TikTok and it just started being a, a way for me to be creative, but also make my voice heard. Um, you know, as a mom, you, you get lonely as a mom of a, of a newborn you don't have anybody kind of to talk to, you know, it could be 3am and you're feeding and you can't really call a friend and you feel lonely. So that's the time where I would take to just randomly start recording things and uploading on TikTok. So yeah, when I hit about 50, 60 videos, I actually got invited to do, um, be a part of the TikTok learning creative fund, um, which is exactly that they wanted, um, creators, From lifestyle DIY hack, which is my category, to science, to business, to, you know, like categories where people could, could be teaching things um, because the way they presented it to me is that they wanted, they want TikTok to be a resource more like maybe, maybe like a YouTube, you know, in my, that's kind of what's coming in mind where you go and actually learn and not just. you you know you're entertained but you can go there to learn so they I was part of the I think the second round of the creative learning fund um and that was a two-month program where they like it's an immersion program where you um post educational videos and they kind of like help you and they guide you throughout the process
0: today's episode was brought to you by Career Visibility Accelerator Program. Have you ever felt that sinking feeling of being left out? Then listen. There's a problem you face being a highly skilled foreign professional. If you're an immigrant, a self-funded expert, a newcomer, or have English as a second language. You've prepared for everything else. Location, food, weather, a great house, schools for your kids if you have one. But you haven't prepared for the business side of selling your skills in a new environment. You might get a job just to pay the bills. Of course, we all have bills to pay, so that's understandable. But then you get sucked into just surviving. How do you get unstuck from that? And even if you got a job, how do you influence decision makers at work, confidently speak up at meetings, deal with the cultural differences that could affect your productivity and performance? You plan for every other thing else, and all of that is hinged on the work that you do. So, you need to plan for how you manage your talent, sell your skills, build your connections, and recertify to learn a new skill set. There comes Career Visibility Accelerator Programme. It is here to help cut short that long, lonely, difficult process as a leading six week virtual training program to help you stand out at work. If you're ready to take action, then join us and let's go all in. Visit www.visibleatwork.com. Sign up for the waitlist to learn about a proven framework to confidently share your transferable skills, articulate your value, and be the superstar you've always been. It's been tested proven and has helped skill the careers of many foreign professionals like you. Join the Career Visibility Accelerator program so you can make that shift from surviving to thriving. Visit www.visibleatwork.com and sign up for the waitlist today. Wow, amazing. And now you teach people how to do that. Um, So this is a great story because um, sometimes we feel like we're not ready before we start teaching other people. You just started sharing hacks and then now you're teaching people. So uh, give us an example, like I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Um, so like for somebody who, uh, just like you mentioned, a DIY and then like business category. So maybe for somebody who is working and they really want to share their expertise, um, I would let you choose um maybe you want to do product or some product Mm -hmm. development or somebody else, Um, but someone that has a nine to five, let's just say, and they feel like, ah, like people joke around on TikTok, what do I have to share? Um, Mm -hmm. Can you just walk us through like what you feel that, how you feel that person should approach um, doing educational videos?
1: On TikTok. absolutely so my um boyfriend actually works in the banking system right he's um been been banking forever and i always tease him like i have i have friends that work in insurance per se like right like life insurance house and i yeah. always i'm that girl at the party talking about like their what they're passionate about so i always tease them i'm like you know you should start a tiktok account and they look at me like what are, like it's insurance it's banking i'm like so you can start sharing tips on for I, what i always tell people is go for the beginner stage so let's say you're one you're you're working banking you want to start with 101 how to save right how much money to save what's what's a cd so literally explaining terms that you would learn on your first day of your job so breaking it down to layman's terms insurance as well you know like why do you need insurance? Like just, you know, bring that expertise, but don't jump to 10, right? Like jump literally to day one. So think about it, like how you were training when, when you got hired, how they were training you, how, you know, and if you train people, that's even easier. Like what you teach people that just started day one, right? Like what is your biggest advice? What is your biggest, like, but how to start? So, that's like my main thing because that's like the easiest way to put it. Like literally pretend you started working at Starbucks. This is your first day or you're training someone. What are you going to teach? Well, literally like here are the cup sizes. Literally like this is how the recipes are done. So breaking it down, I think a lot of people think that TikTok, you need to be sharing like mind altering like blowing like viral like i wanted to go viral so i know that sharing something so simple might not but you are wrong the the simpler the more simple you go the more you break it down into layman's terms that's what hits, right? Like that's kind of what I've been looking at and w- w- with me using the app so much, that's what I see is going like viral, just the simple, easy explanation. So the, the viewer can relate to it and they can be like, okay, I can get into it. You know, a lot of people share um, how to do stock, like shareholders, how to do like buy stock and sell it. So they don't start with like, this is the portfolio you need to have. They start with like, what's the stock? Why you need to be looking into it right so starting from ground zero is what I would suggest in any any field really
0: yeah that that is such an amazing advice I like just start from day one make it simple and um, just break down whatever technical jargon you use at work and break it down to layman's terms and just let people discover and I know a lot of people say do I need to be dancing like oh my gosh I can't dance I hate dancing <laughs> And most people I see like on TikTok, they're always dancing. Do I have to dance? Ty, do you have to dance on TikTok?
1: Absolutely <laughs> not. I am not a dancer. I could never dance. And you know, it's funny because now... I think you will be right. surprised um what TikTok brings out of you because not that I'm dancing or anything like that but um I did start doing a little bit more of like funnier videos with the whole TikTok series thing um now I, I you know I started doing a little bit more of like teaching people like I said, teaching people like how the app works. So even for me, like that's the approach I'm taking because I was doing like tutorials, like editing tutorials, like how to do these crazy effects when in reality, what my like audience is, is like people that are, that have no idea how to use TikTok. You know, like the girl, the people that I'm coaching that were not on TikTok. They, they, they didn't even have TikTok accounts when they started working with me. And that's kind of like what I had to step back and realize. So with me, I'm now making it like funnier and fun using like Siri to literally help you navigate um, TikTok. So it's just literally asking things like, what's a for you page, which is, you know, for someone that uses TikTok, you're like, why would you explain that? That's like the stupidest, you know, thing. Well, that video easily outperformed um, my other intricate videos that I was putting out there. And it took me maybe 30 30 minutes from idea to scripting, to filming, to everything. It took me 30 minutes to do the whole thing. Um, I was able to batch out like nine or 10 videos for the TikTok series series, um, just in one sitting, because it just kept coming to me, and I kept laughing along the way, so it was very fun, and now, like, you know, that's the route I'm going to, that I'm going to, so you don't have to dance, but you will realize that once you start getting yourself, putting yourself out there, and finding your voice, you're gonna have a lot of fun with it.
0: (laughs) That's amazing, because I saw this Siri one, and I also know that now you go by the name of the Siri of TikTok, and it was yeah. so funny. It was like you were talking to Siri, and then Siri was telling you what to do, and you were giving the answers. So it was really cool. And um, so, guys, like, um, just like uh, Ty has said, for um, using TikTok to put out your knowledge, you can also help that with your name. Like when people Google your name, or you go for a job interview. And it's not just dancing videos that they see about you. They see that you you are knowledgeable and you're sharing your knowledge. And it's TikTok that comes up. Of course, you know, that gives you an extra leg up, especially like if it has to do with a marketing role or like a social media role, it just makes it a lot easier. Um, So I think um, we should really start looking into using TikTok to build our personal brand and share our expertise online. I think it's an it's a no barrier, like just easy way to start, to start that. So Ty, tell us where can we find you? Obviously on TikTok. <laughs> yes, absolutely.
1: And- theory of TikTok, <laughs> and just really really quick i wanted to put this in there um there's doctors there's lawyers there's you know really really professional people that put their advice out there so i just wanted to quickly tell your audience to not be scared i know like a lot of probably your audience are very professional like highly educated people that are just scared to you know go on TikTok because it does seem a little bit more silly Well, I, you know, they should definitely be looking into, there's engineers, there's architects, there's doctors. So there's that space on TikTok as well. So don't be scared. Um, But yes, I'm at the, the Siri of TikTok, um, on TikTok, on Instagram as well. And um, that's kind of like where I live most of the time.
0: All right, Ty, so it was really great talking to you, and um, you can find Ty, just type in the Siri of TikTok, you'll find her, she'll just pop up, and you need to take <laughs> lessons with her, she's doing some coaching and helping people out um, for you to put your, your word out there. Everybody, you know, when Instagram started, everybody thought it was a joke, and now people are making millions on Instagram, mm-hmm. so you just never know. It's always great to be an early adopter and just jump on TikTok, especially if you are not comfortable sharing your knowledge on LinkedIn you can use TikTok to share your professional expertise for sure so Ty, it was really great talking to you and remember guys communication is a superpower to remain visible at work I will see you next season